Hello everyone! Welcome to Switchcraft, the Fingerboard Podcast, episode number 7. Good day everyone, it's your co-host, Julian Buono. And, oh. as always, me, Jana Kemmer. And today we want to talk about a bit of opinion pieces, as we like to call it. And yeah. we're gonna be talking about preferences and what we like and try to help you navigate through the fingerboard scene and the various parts and yeah, and, f- and figuring out what you like or what to pay attention to and all of those good things. So, back in my day, trucks sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's a statement that everyone can apply to, I think. Uh, <laughs> Starting in the 2000 era, like early 2000s, basically all you had was tech deck. Yeah, we had a 26mm tech deck, and the whole wideness thing is something that's pretty much only attributed to the width of the trucks, because back then uh, tech deck trucks or tech deck fingerboards used to be 26mm. And that is why you had pretty Tw- much only 26mm yeah. Berlin wood and other wooden fingerboards when they first got launched. And over the years, uh, when we got other trucks, it slowly started creeping up to wider trucks and wider boards and yeah. became a bit more of a like separate thing. But back then, it was you pre- pretty much didn't have an option. Yeah, but even with tech deck trucks... Fingerboarders uh, did some DIY changes to them. Yeah, you had to. Yeah, absolutely, because they were totally shit to begin with. So you had like single axle pins with really short, shitty threads. So you had to basically, uh, if you had bearing wheels, that was, you had to basically rip them out and get your wheels on bearing screws that were usually provided with bearing wheels so that you could basically just change a set of trucks so that you could fit bearing wheels or else you would lose a nut in a matter of seconds. I I think I talked about that, how fingerboarding was back in the day and how wheels were back in the day. Yeah. Because uh, my first set, Martin Winkler screwed them in for me, like he always had his, his case with him and pliers and ripped out the... Uh, the pins and got its own, put a bit glue on and then basically screwed them into your axle. So the wheels were screwed on. Yeah, and you couldn't change it, but you didn't need to, basically. Yeah, but you didn't need to. But the only other option was when you didn't have good wheels, what we did was just put glue on, uh, on the nut. Because there were no lock nuts. Mm. And during a run at a like big event... It was totally common that someone... Just lose a wheel. Yeah, or a whole <laughs> hanger f- uh, fell off. Oh, shit. Yeah. And like a lot of people always had two setups with them when doing runs. <laughs> like I, Just I always, in case. I always had a back, uh, backup setup <laughs> with That's me. That's good. And yeah, we, we're now at a point where it's much better with trucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, Black River took up the game and design the first actually fully functional professional fingerboard truck uh, made out of 16 parts i believe um but not like that's relevant um 
more like uh, the basic concept was that they were designed specifically for um, bearing wheels and specifically for Winkler wheels because um, you basically had no point of friction between the wheel and the truck. The only thing that was touching was the core of the bearing and the nut. So the wheel was totally tight, was not wobbling around anymore, like a skateboard, basically. Um, But that brought another problem to the rise. You were losing wheels even faster, because since the nuts were so closely fitting the bearing they unscrewed themselves on a daily basis or more or less on a minute basis so because what would happen was that the wheel would basically grab the nut and Mm -hmm. then unscrew the nut whilst rolling exactly and um so black river trucks 2.0 came quickly to replace the 29 millimeters oh yeah uh 29 millimeter trucks meant 29 millimeter berlin woods the first berlin woods that were made in schwarzenbach uh were 29 millimeters according to the trucks um yeah and um so black river trucks 2.0 had a stabler basis it was a bit wider and a bit more sturdy so that the base would no longer strip um, and lock nuts, the first ever lock nuts in the fingerboard game, um, that were just uh, with a little ring. Yeah, you all know lock nuts. I mean, it's common knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When when I came back to fingerboarding, lock nuts blew me away. Because, like I said, it used to be just part of the game that you lose a nut. Like, yeah. that would just happen when you're session at home or when you're at an event. And lock nuts made that pretty rare today. And I'm quite mm-hmm. happy that it's that way. Totally, totally. That's a change in the game. Yeah. yeah. And then over the years, people were requesting wider boards. Yeah, well, the pros started riding wider boards. You yeah. had all the pros riding 32, so basically we wanted as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so 32mm Berlin Woods and shortly after... 32mm trucks. That basically set the stage for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 32 was the standard for yeah. about three years, I would say. In the peak time, everybody was riding 32, I'd say. And and still, like, I tend to ride wider boards. I mostly ride uh, 32 millimeter trucks. Like, I have, I think, seven or eight or nine sets of uh, 32 millimeter trucks. Holy uh, fuck like knuckles. <laughs> Dynamics and BTs and yeah. stuff. Why? And only have two sets of 34s. Depending on the wheel and depending on the exact widthness of your deck, you can make up the the difference between a thirty two millimeter truck and a thirty four millimeter deck. But it's probably still gonna be a bit of a difference between the edge of your wheel and your deck. Yeah, that also isn't just an optical thing. It also really changes how your board rotates. Yeah, or exactly. The width in general, like a. 26mm board flips completely different than a 34mm board. Yeah, but I'd say, like, that's that's true of every width um, change. Yeah. Like, uh, you could say basically that the tendency is uh, the wider boards 
tend to rotate slower and um, are more controlled in the shove it. Yeah. Or basically, even the flips, since they rotate slower, you can catch them more accurately and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so you have to basically figure out your preferences and see what fits your hands better. Yeah. Because um, f- for, for me, for example, it's totally at 32 32.5 but not wider than that because it's just it gets tedious for me it just flips too slow for my style and basically it, it's too heavy even you know yeah i i like riding 34.5 like once in a while i always have a setup with me that is wide but my go-to setups like my main setups are always 33.3 and mm-hmm. usually have 33 point uh, 32 millimeter uh, trucks on them but anyway um the decks changing and this uh, this trend to make boards that were wider than 32 brought a problem because black river didn't come up with uh, wider trucks till recently so uh, the game had to step itself up and basically two other truck companies that we haven't mentioned earlier came into place on a bigger scale uh, white trucks from from portugal dynamic from southern california and all of those companies have their positives and their negatives like depending what you like and what you don't like or what you ride uh, there are specific things about the trucks that change the behavior of your mm-hmm, world mm-hmm. and we want to talk about those details and what they mean exactly because yeah i i see that question pretty much everywhere all the time i want to buy my first real fingerboard my first probot or whatever you want to call it uh-huh. which trucks should i get for me the answer i always give isn't the answer i i know that other people would give but what i always say is if you're from the from the states get dynamics if you're from europe get BOT. the simple thing about that is when you're new uh, new to the game and you don't have had a lot of opportunities to ride like pro trucks and know what what they are what how they behave it pretty much doesn't matter which with what you start you will figure out what you like a bit later the matter of fact is like here in europe BOTs are way more affordable and in the states dynamics are way more affordable due to shipping and taxes and all of that but other than that there are a lot of differences about the trucks yeah because while that's true you also have to say that those three companies white trucks black river and dynamics have uh, differences in the build structural differences yes that are really important like uh, for example black river is the midth truck in pretty much everything and white trucks and dynamics are the both extremes like for example white trucks are really high for a truck um so you tend to have a higher setup um and what what that means is if your setup's higher a lot of people always talk about oh i like high kicks i like low kicks but the the angle of, of the kick usually sets the angle in which you pop Exactly. But if you have higher or lower trucks, 
that's another variable that mm -hmm. gets into uh, the whole thing. Same with if you ride a white truck with uh, Joycult XLs. Yeah, and it's you... even higher, monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> And some people prefer a very high kick with that, which basically leads to a style that pops very high. Mm -hmm. And other people like very low to the ground. Yeah, exactly. I know I, you, I, I of them. for example, prefer Dynamics to BRTs and white trucks, although I've used Black River for most of my fingerboarding career. <coughs> uh, like, I've used Black River trucks for eight years, But then um, I switched to Dynamics and found them lighter and um, lower. And that fits my style better. But still, you have to say the only truck that is really usable out of the box is a Black River truck. You that, don't have to tweak anything about that. That basically. is a big thing for me. Like, of course, there are preferences when it comes to bushings. But even, even with the stock bushings, you can just screw it on your board and you're good to go. Yeah. And I don't really like tuning my setup that much. I know mm -hmm. you're one that will find every every little detail to perfect. Yeah, the thing is, um, since I like the things that Dynamic Trucks brings to the table more than Black River Trucks, I have to tweak the things I don't like about them. For example, they tend to get stuck laterally because the hole of the hanger in which the kingpin sits is a bit too big and the ridge that should contain the bushing is a bit too low. So that leads to this Lateral, like sideways yeah yeah it, it moves sideways and then it gets stuck that way mm. and then your setup starts to turn to fuck all so that's a problem and, yeah, and i just also, fix like, that yeah like the the way they are constructed is completely different like the obvious thing is brts have uh, are pretty much oriented on a regular gate truck and Even though there are kingpin screws on, on real-life skateboards, a screwable kingpin is very much out of the ordinary. And I mean... Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In Inverted other... kingpins aren't, aren't regular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And sure. I mean, in other... Uh, in other areas, BOTs is not the most accurate skateboard. Yeah, exactly. For example, the hangar. Yeah, but the the way the kingpin is constructed mm -hmm. is pretty much the only one of those three that is oriented on a real-life skateboard. Yeah. Whether yeah. you like that or not is up to you, but that's the biggest, totally, totally. The biggest visual difference. And yeah. with BOTs, like uh, you said, you can just put them on. With mm. Dynamics, we at the as a Berlin shop pretty much now found a way how mm -hmm. how we like it like we we all brainstormed and someone <laughs> found another little little thing to do yeah exactly you know we pretty much know what we're doing but so basically we try to emulate the turning style like the the turning control of the black river truck on a dynamic truck because that's not the same because so the, the pivot cup uh, since it's a different construction the pivot moves like in the pivot cup basically and in a brt it's pretty much set in there and of course it sometimes jumps out but with uh, dynamics we found to use like the shrink wrap tubes and use them <laughs> 
to be to be quite honest, uh, I have been using the original um, dynamic stock um, okay. stock pivot cups in my last setup, and I like them. You just have yeah. to break them in. That's another thing. A setup reaches an optimum, like where everything is perfect. The bearing are turn the bearings are turning at the right speed. The tape is worn in, um, and the 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 trucks are broken in you know and if you put everything together start tuning so much then it reaches that optimum that optimum faster but it feels mm. worn out faster so if you just take for example black river trucks with the stock bushings and just slap them on <laughs> you're gonna have a hard time literally at the start but still once they are worn in it's a totally different thing it stays I, at that optimum yeah, longer and i know? didn't really recognize that that worn in period like for me i used plenty of bare teeth out of the box and mm -hmm. pretty much wrote them that way and didn't yeah. really have any issues with them not being broken in because i yeah for me they were they always just fine Mm -hmm. And with dynamics, like, for example, we started doing uh, the lock nut on the wheel the other way. But this only works with a BRT lock nut <laughs> on a dynamic hanger. Yeah, don't try that with a dynamic nut. You're never yeah. going to get it off again. Yeah. And I personally don't like the kingpin screw, since it's a pain in the ass to put <laughs> bushings in there. And also know that... It you... seems like we're totally blackballing the truck. Oh my god. Scott, and... we're sorry. <laughs> it's not like, meant like he's, that. He's, he's a big fan. And I, like I said, I still own two sets of dynamics and I like riding them. But It's it took... not your go-to. Yeah, and it took a while for them to be how I like them. Uh -huh. And also, I'm someone who changes trucks to other boards a lot, yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. And a lot of people complain about like river trucks wearing out, like the stripping, stripping the base plate. Yes, the base plate stripping on the screw. Mm -hmm. For me, I never had that issue, and I I've had my oldest base plate on way more setup than someone who <laughs> just mounts them off to change the tape. Oh, and I never had a problem because if you if you careful and do it in like increments you're fine with with not stripping your base plates yeah and with dynamics i found that the kingpin putting a bit of glue on them like you uh -huh, showed me uh -huh. is something that's quite important and if you keep changing the trucks to another board you're basically starting off from scratch the same thing with oh yeah changing bushings like i always color coordinate my setups okay. and when i change the bushings it's like setting up a new pair of dynamic trucks yeah okay i, I see what you i see what you mean so it's like we said it's all about preference and dynamic mm -hmm. are an amazing truck like i said but it's a truck that you have to work for you yeah it's not pick up and play basically yeah and uh, let's talk about white trucks for a bit i know you're not Really a big fan of white trucks? No, I'm not. I I own a set of them, and they are X4s, I think, so a bit older. Right. I know that the X5s are much lighter. 
they are okay. about as light as dynamics, but Oi. I would need to measure them or uh, put them on the scale to yeah. be exactly sure. I wrote them on Uncle Urban's setup, for example, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they're still too tall for me. And for me, that there's a weird feeling, like they always feel... Weird turning control. Yeah, and also the... I, I don't know how to describe it, like the axle uh-huh. feels more rigid like oh okay yeah it's it's weird to explain but for me just doing an ollie with a white truck i always immediately recognize that it's a white truck yeah yeah sure and just the sound like a lot of people are probably thinking why you talk why aren't you talking about tech deck trucks you can tune them quite well for me it's the same thing a tech deck truck will always sound like a tech deck truck (laughs) even if it's tuned there are ways to tune them but for me, they will never quite feel like a like a professional like thing a professional of a truck. truck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's another thing. If you're getting your first setup, be aware of the fact if you're getting tuned tech deck trucks, mm. you, you can do that. But they are never gonna be as durable as a Black River truck or a Dynamic truck. Yeah. I can't speak for Y trucks because I haven't tested them for myself on longer periods of time. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But a Black River truck, I have a set of Black River trucks that's five years old and it's still going strong. I mean, that's quite a feat, yeah. you know. So basically, uh, if you buy cheap, you buy twice. Yeah, and if if you buy cheap trucks, you can't really, really judge to set up too much i mean i know there are people who like tune tech deck trucks or tech deck trucks in general like mm-hmm. false prophet is uh, someone who yeah likes them the way the way they are but he prefer tuned. he prefers high setups yeah and for me every time i use a setup of mine where i just put tech deck trucks on there because i want to ride them and i don't have infinite brts uh-huh. I never pick up that setup. Like, yeah. I just never use it. Yeah, I get what you mean. And also, when I want to test wheels on those kind of setups, you can't really say anything about wheels yeah. when the trucks are feel weird to you mm-hmm. they can feel perfect for other people and they will be able to judge the, tr- the deck and, and the wheels but the way i like it i have to put a deck and wheels on brts or dynamics to see if the deck is to my liking or if the wheels are yeah what i want i totally get that for sure because because you, you don't get that that perfect turning and that zero friction against the truck yeah with even if they're really well tuned it's not the same construction you just can't tell me that come on mate yeah and also <laughs> speaking of construction white trucks are uh, usually double bearing wheels to mount single bearing wheels on them you pretty much have to put washers or some kind of spaces spaces yeah. on there but on the other hand if you prefer double bearing wheels you can't really put them on BOTs. i'm quite sure that dynamic oh yeah you could you could DM Scott yeah. um, uh, Scott Beesboa from from Dynamic Trucks um, on Instagram for a longer axle pin because yeah, yeah he, he has a bit more of variation range possibilities. Yeah. But with BOTs you just have to use single bearing wheels. Yeah, the whole 
single bearing, double bearing wheel tends to be a discussion about, oh, I like it more, more realistic and stuff. And I always am part of the camp. I didn't really care about realism too much in fingerboarding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, I like when the trucks look kind of realistic, like with the kingpin. Yeah. But if the hanger is a bit, a bit more straight, like a BRT, I don't mind it too much. I can yeah, appreciate yeah, I that, that the d- dynamic hanger is much more accurate, but that's not really something I pay attention to or I yeah I, I get any... what, I get what you mean. You certainly can't go for realism in a double bearing wheel, but then have trucks that are too high. I mean that's a contradiction. And, kind and the of. same and same <laughs> thing with with the width of the board. A 29mm is probably the closest thing you get to a scaled down skateboard. Yeah. And as soon as you put either kingpin screws or 32mm board or even 33mm board or 34mm board on there, it just changes the whole proportions of the setup yeah, and it exactly. doesn't look like a realistic represent- and not only, miniature representation of a skateboard anymore. Sure, and, but not only like um, the proportions, um, also like the, the weight distribution is... Uh, greatly affected like if you have for example a really um heavy board you know mm. where trucks that are really light and really small light wheels it will just flip weird because the weight yes. distribution is totally off it's yeah. just inertia doesn't work that way you yeah because in that kind of example the weight would be at the top of the deck, so mm-hmm. in a kickflip rotation, it's at the center of the axis and not at the outside where it actually helps yeah. the rotation. So, so you even inhibit the flip, yeah, kind of. But like we said a million times, it's all about preference, and mm-hmm. we're mostly here trying to just dissect, navigate, yeah, and di- dissect and, and navigate. I, That's good, so, so that you know <laughs> what to pay attention to and helps you figure out what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. Speaking of the whole realism thing, let's let's talk about realism and fingerboarding in a more broader oh, yeah. aspect. Yeah, because a lot of people are very much into like as low kickflips as possible, filmed like from the ground, where basically the uh, the lens touches the nose. Uh, Hi, that's me. <laughs> and yeah, only do the tricks you would see in a skate video. Yeah. And, okay. Well. Yeah. Or or <laughs> you could see in a skate video. And for me, I didn't really give a fuck about that. <laughs> like I I'm from a time where realism, like fuck realism. I for me, fingerboarding is most importantly about having fun. And since for me, nothing of the deck is an accurate representation of skateboarding, because all all of the proportions and 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 also the stuff you can do with your wrist rather than a rotation in your body. For me, it's just a whole separate thing. And because of that, I never aim to do tricks very realistically. Mm-hmm. And I get that. If like that's also a reason why I do those flat ground things not all of them are accurate Mm -hmm. representation of flat ground tricks because a lot of them don't work when you as soon as you have to put your hands on the board it's quite tough to do that with a fingerboard i mean freestyle sorry and 
As soon as you have to uh, try to do finger flips, cartwheels and stuff like that. Shout out to cartwheels. <laughs> <laughs> um, as soon as you try to do those kind of things, you pretty much find the, the border of what goes on a fingerboard and what you can't do. Yeah, and, and, and for me, on the other hand, it's uh, that's one of the biggest kinks in fingerboarding because for me it totally comes from appreciating the aesthetics of skateboarding and not being fucking able to do it <laughs> so i basically just aim to emulate that um aesthetic you know so for me if the flip is one board width above the curb i have to redo the clip um, but that's fine, I mean, and that's one of the beauties of fingerboarding. You can find 20 different people with, with 20 different styles that will regard another aspect as something beautiful in fingerboarding. It's yeah, all about and, and also those different approaches, I think, lead to different kind of tricks we do. And oh, it's yeah. Not, not to say that all the tricks I do are unrealistic, like... My favorite trick is a 360 pop shove and a hard flip. And those tricks are very much doable. But it's much harder to do like a hard flip into a grind just because of, of the height on a, on a real skateboard. And on a fingerboard it's way easier because gravity works a bit in our favor compared to a skateboard. I know that you do a lot of like very technical tricks that very much are low to the ground and flip right into a rail or... Mm. But yeah. still, I mean, there are skateboarders that do hard flips into grinds. I know, I know, so, but but you don't see, see those kind of tricks on a regular basis. Like, if you watch Street League, you aren't gonna see a hard flip blunt on a ledge by every rider. You will maybe see it once one, one rider perform, but like a kickflip no slide or stuff like that are much more being done. Yeah, yeah, and I get what you that mean. That is what I mean. It's possible to do those tricks, and me doing those tricks isn't like unrealistic, but I reached that point because I wasn't aiming to emulate a specific clip and a specific rider okay, and okay, a okay. specific re uh, trick repertoire. I pretty much just found out that I really like hard flips, and I really like yeah, but 360 pop shavits, and that that's how I ended up there, and not trying to emulate a rider who has like perfect 360 pop shots. I get what you mean, but uh, me doing switch trays is not me trying to emulate Shane O'Neill. I mean, are <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, totally sure, because I could basically just uh, hang up my fingerboard on a wall and just be done with it, because that's not emulatable or whatever you call that. I don't know, it's it's just a really fun trick to me. Um, but the way I try to do it into a combo still tries to reflect the skateboard approach. So yeah. what you say is true. And that's for me, that also leads to how I watch clips and what I look forward to in a clip. Like when I see the million kickflip nose grind that a centimeter above the rail and film from the nose, I'm like, yeah... I kind of seen that before and for me the realism isn't really a, a selling point so for me it's just another kickflip even though it's <laughs> probably much more flip. much more difficult to do a very low precise kickflip and it's quite difficult to figure out the self-filming style where you're quite close to the board but for me, those things don't really appeal too much. Yeah, I get what you mean. Sure. And yeah, when I watch tricks, I really like people doing weird shit. 
Like, I enjoy Fingered Ben, shout out to Ben, doing like his, the weirdest tricks you're never gonna see a skateboarder do, because most of them are things a skateboarder can't do or are, or lean themselves much towards that style on, on a fingerboard. And when he does like, in his latest edit, he has tricks where he catches the board with his chin. It, it looks yeah. awkward, but, but for me, I, understand that you not a lot of people like that but i'm like no, that's my, exactly my, my what, issue, my what issue i like yeah. with thinking out, out of the box and treating it more as its own rather than a miniaturization of a skateboard yeah i wouldn't say it's a miniaturization of a skateboard to me. It, it's still completely its own thing but still that's that's what i can appreciate the most about the clip when it's really you know uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain. If, if um, I don't know, I'm, I'm still more stoked about perfect pop out out of the grind than a perfect flipping. Because to me, it's that you, you know, you just you just see that and you get the feeling of that pop out. You know, oh fuck, that must have felt like that. I don't know. It's just, it's just um, different tweaks. Yeah, but like it, it all comes back to basically the theme of this episode. Yeah. It's all about what you like and figuring out what you like. And just because you like something doesn't mean you have to hate the other thing. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I would never go to one of Julian's or Nico Frank clips or whoever does that style quite well and be like, oh, that sucks, why you don't just try to ride a skateboard, then you get a real feel of, <laughs> and a real look of a skateboard. Get a life! <laughs> Basically like that. Like, just because it's something that I don't look forward to in, in tricks, doesn't mean that it's rubbish or anything like that. So if you just don't hate on tricks or people or styles and... Don't believe the hype. And don't believe the hype. Yeah, I think that this is like as good of a place to end the episode. Yeah, this seems like a wrap. And as far as news are concerned, we haven't really no news. found that much. <laughs> yeah, basically nothing new in the world of fingerboarding. A few stock drops here and there. DK wheels, but they sold are out already in 10 gone. Minutes. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, so stocks like that happen all the time but nothing really noteworthy yeah yeah so yeah stay tuned uh, for the mike schneider interview oh we're gonna do that in not that long hopefully <laughs> yeah some some someday in the near future <laughs> yeah as always you can find us at uh, switchcraft-podcast.com we're slowly trying uh, or letting the soundcloud account die because you have to pay uh, and stuff like that. And I much rather have my own website. Yeah, just go on there. Yeah, and if you have any topics you would like to discuss us in the future... Oh yeah, totally. Shoot us a message. Yeah. Tell us. Will You will hear us in the future. Yeah, you will. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>